The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Kyle Busch scores the win here at the Homestead Miami Speedway. He is a champion yet again in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Hell yeah, guys. Awesome work. Awesome year. Thank you, boys. When the lights came on, our car came to life. I, I think the 19 was really fast, too. I think we earned this one. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Procore Construction Management Software. Reduce rework and finish jobs faster with Procore. And by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the MRN Studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you for a championship edition of NASCAR Live. we got lots coming your way here on the show today including a NASCAR Live Backtracks from Sunday's Ford EcoBoost 400. We're going to be chatting with the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion, Matt Crafton. We're also going to chat with the NASCAR Xfinity Series champion, Tyler Reddick. And we're also going to give you highlights from NASCAR President Steve Phelps' State of the Sport address in Homestead. He met with the media Sunday morning before the Ford EcoBoost 400. We'll take you back and bring you up to speed on what Steve Phelps had to share. But first, Kim Kuhn is here to tell us what's up in NASCAR Nation and what everyone was talking about over this past championship weekend. Kim, what do you have for us? NASCAR crowned their three National Series champions at Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend. All three races were heard on the Motor Racing Network. In the Ford EcoBoost 400 Sunday, Kyle Busch earned his second Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series championship by winning the race. His first victory since June 2nd at Pocono, snapping a 21-race winless streak. The start of the season and, and losing J.D. and all that sort of stuff, but then to to have the beginning part of the season that we had and then to kind of lose whatever we lost through um, you know the last third, but uh, to save the best for last and to come into here and, and score the win and score the championship is, is what it's all about. Man, it sucks when you all want to talk about 21-race winless streaks. Damn, sorry, but... Uh, Well, it's zero right now, and hopefully it's zero again after we run the next race. That's all I got to say, because that one's a big one that I have yet to get. Bush earned Joe Gibbs Racing their fifth title since becoming a team in 1992. Here's Coach Joe Gibbs. I think everybody went after this as hard as we could, and you don't know what's going to happen. Who knew that we were going to have the things that happened during the race? Uh, But... We're certainly thrilled for Kyle, for Mars, for Interstate Batteries, and for Toyota. It's a huge deal for us. Bush beat out Martin Trex Jr., Kevin Harvick, and Denny Hamlin to earn the title. He'll be crowned champion in Nashville at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Awards Banquet on December 5th. You can hear it all on the Motor Racing Network at 7 p.m. Eastern. The NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship was decided this past Saturday evening in Homestead, Miami. And in back-to-back years, Tyler Reddick won the Ford EcoBoost 300 and the championship. This was the first time in series history someone has done that with two different teams. From the moment me and Richard sat down last year about talking about doing something this current year and and how much, you know, excitement and faith he had in, in my driving ability. And he thought we could, you know, well before I won the championship at Junior Motorsports, he, he thought I could be a champion. And, you know, did it last year at Junior Motorsports, but this year we, we did it more consistently. Had the most top fives. You know, maybe not led the most laps, but 
we, we tooth and clawed our way for every top five, every top ten, and that got us regular season championship, and that allowed us to, you know, go through the playoffs. We just we just did what we needed to do to win the championship and the race with it. Reddick will join Mike Bagley on the show later to discuss his championship and his move to the Cup Series next year with Richard Childress Racing. Matt Crafton earned the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series Championship. He did so without winning a race the entire year. On Friday, Austin Hill won the Ford EcoBoost 200, but Crafton came home second and earned the third championship of his career. It's an unbelievable feeling to be able to have three and the whole group behind me. I mean, Duke and Ron Thorson, Menards, and every one of these guys that build these trucks every week. I mean, Junior and I are just the lucky ones that I know he makes all the calls, but at the end of the day, these guys build these trucks and the thing was phenomenal tonight. Hill had a, a rocket ship and there at the end of the race, I felt like I could race him. Maybe harder, but at the same time, I know I could have lost a lot of time racing him. And at the end of the day, it was about winning the war, not just this battle. You can hear more from Crafton coming up in the show. Finally, in silly season news, the past few weeks, we've been discussing Daniel Suarez's contract situation at Stuart Haas Racing. Over the weekend, it was announced Suarez would not be returning to the seat of the number 41 car at SHR and that Cole Custer will graduate from the Xfinity Series to run full-time in the vacated seat. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a dream come true, something, you know, I've been around the garage for a long time, and I think, you know, when I was a kid, I never thought, you know, I'd be good enough to be a cup driver, so it's pretty unreal to have that happen. Custer won seven times this season in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. I'm Kim Kuhn. For more on what's trending in NASCAR, follow us on social media channels at MRN Radio. And as always, stay up to date on the latest at MRN.com. Thank you, Kim. Coming up, we've got an MRN backtrack to the final race of the 2019 season. And later, Tyler Reddick. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. The situations. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We've got a NASCAR Live backtrack of the championship race in Homestead next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, guys. It's Dylan Welch. He's Tyler Burnett. We're the co-hosts of the Rip the Fence podcast. If you like traditional non-wing dirt track racing, we've got the podcast for you. Shane Meal trying to drive away. I can't do everything, but I could do anything and everything I wanted before I got injured. So, Just like many of the great podcasts going, we invite racers in to talk, and they tell us their life story. And it's how I feel that matters. It's the Rip the Fence podcast available on MRN.com and your favorite podcast app. 
MRN's classic races. Labonte gets crossed up. Labonte goes around. Dale Earnhardt now watches Labonte spun across the line and got the win. Spanning 50 years of NASCAR racing. Barney Hall. There's a beautiful afternoon here in Daytona Beach, and the action will be fast and furious. Legendary voices. Legendary races. Daryl simply, what happened? I just hope he chokes on that 200000 That's all I can tell you. MRN's classic races. Available on MRN.com, iTunes, and your favorite podcast provider. He did, he did touch. No, he knocked the hell out of me. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. It's so hard to believe the last checkered flag of the season has waved, rounding Kyle Busch as our 2019 Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series champion. Here are the highlights of the Ford EcoBoost 400 from Homestead Miami Speedway in an MRN Backtracks. Drivers, start your engine! Get fired up when you're ready. On the outside of row number one is a guy that drives for Tony Stewart, Kevin Harvick, looking for career championship number two. Step four. I got you guys. Have a great day. Appreciate all the effort. And, and this is that opportunity right now. How about for Denny Hamlin? Let's start there. Looking for his very first championship. All right, man. Hope we're talking your best. Make sure they get tight. 267 laps. Fighting your ass off. Racing the racetrack. Take care of it. Win yourself a championship at the end of the day. Do it for JD. To Martin Truex, which a lot of people are picking to win this race just because he's been so good. All you guys down there, thanks for everything this year. It's been hell of a year. I appreciate all the hard work. It's a big thing for us. Close it out. Show who we are. Championship four in the front two rows. It's Hamlin and Harvick, row one. Ready. Green, green, green. Truex and Kyle Busch, row two, and the green flag is out. Nothing out the back. Still just the four. Kyle Larson is two-tenths of a second faster than the leader. As far as the speeds go, that's a full mile an hour faster than Martin Truex Jr. 42's hauling ass up top. Clear all around. More on Kevin Harvick, who led the first 20, and now he is beginning to fall back through the field. What are they saying? Don't have enough rear grip and won't turn. Across the line he comes. Martin Truex Jr. will see the green and white checkered flag. Here they come into turn number one at the battle for the number seven position. Boyer to the inside. Oh, he gets tight. He makes contact with Dillon. Great save by Austin Dillon, and they get away at the exit of turn two. Nice work, man. I like the aggression. Driving away. No, just, I, I felt like he was there. I drove in too deep. Yeah, Martin Truex Jr. came back on track behind Kyle Busch. There's something wrong in the 19 car. Truex is off the pace in the back straightaway. Uh-oh, we got something wrong. Yeah, we got the tire switch. Come back this time. We Martin Truex Jr., here he, he's coming back to pit road. Come back to you, okay. Yeah, we got it. We got the left front on the right front, the right front on the left front. They had the left front and the right front tires on the wrong end. A huge, huge problem. But we did see some drivers come back from being a lap down earlier this weekend, so we'll see what Mark Truex Jr. can do. Trouble turn two, John Hunter Nemechek spins down to the apron, a long, smoky slide. Caution down, caution down, caution down. If your tires are flat, stay out. I mean, if your tires are up, stay out. They're up. Okay, Green and white checkered flag is out here at the start finish line, and stage number two is complete. Green checker, another good look at your champ. Cooled off some. And Kyle Busch now for the twelfth time this season. It's a stage win. It means nothing tonight, however. What do you need here, balance wise? Um, uh, <laughs> funny. Back to a little tight at the uh, uh, mark, early mark. 
Truex and Hamlin way too close to call behind them. Kyle Larson loses several positions. You know what happened there? I'm not sure yet. I'm checking. It's something on the right rear. It got cocked on the way out. Still a little bit tight for the Denny Hamlin car. Yeah, I'm just trying to hang in the game here until we can try to, you know, maybe hit on something. Oh, yeah, 10-4. You're doing a fantastic job of that. We ain't going to quit. Meanwhile, the challenge is on for the race lead in turn one. Here comes Denny Hamlin, bottom to the racetrack. Hamlin, for the first time tonight, goes to the lead. It ain't over. Yeah, I know it ain't. None of us thought it was. New ball game now. D-S-H, lock in. Troubles with Kyle Larson in turn two. He is limping down the back straightaway with sparks coming out from underneath the car. I just flew up. You what? Denny Hamlin on pit road, overheating. Winston Kelly. Blowing water out the side. They're pulling some tape off that they had put on earlier. We're going to spin water, man. I mean, we're, gonna, we're not going to make it. Well, you got to come. We got to come. I want you to make the call. Yeah. The old mantle in the Kyle Busch house is getting ready to get an extension. He's getting ready to hoist some hardware. Kyle Busch through turns three and four for the final time tonight at Homestead. Career win number 56, championship number two. Off turn four, looking at the checkered flag, and Kyle Busch scores the win here at the Homestead Miami Speedway. He is a champion yet again in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Bring it home, champ. Hell yeah, guys. Awesome work. Awesome year. Thank you, boys. Old two-timer out there. Proud of you, buddy. Way to stick with it. Great job, guys. Kyle Busch scored his second championship and ended the 2019 season. Coming up, Tyler Reddick joins us. We'll talk with Tyler about his championship win in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. And later... We chat with Matt Crafton and his championship. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. Or visit Procore.com. Jeff Gordon has come from virtually nowhere. He's one of NASCAR's all-time greats. For the 93rd time in his career. A pioneering champion. Be at the right place at the right time. The kid who took on the good old boys and changed NASCAR. We started to go toe-to-toe from Earnhardt. MRN presents a 10-part podcast series that traces Jeff Gordon's rise to NASCAR legend. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. Available now at MRN.com and your favorite podcast source. 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Tyler Reddick joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. 
Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Checkered flag is in the air. The 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship belongs to Tyler Reddick, 23-year-old from Corning, California. What a race. What a night for Tyler Reddick. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Saturday evening here on the Motor Racing Network. Tyler Reddick powering his way to a win in the Ford EcoBoost 300 and to the 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series championship tyler joins us right now on the hotline tyler welcome back to nascar live congratulations on being the champion my friend it was well deserved and well earned yeah it was just an incredible weekend and not not many better ways to top off what was a incredible year for all of us at rcr just joel team effort i mean a lot of people put a, a lot of a lot of hard work into these race cars into the motors to to, to all the components that, that go into this car and, and make it rich Childress racing chevrolet and it was just special it's a great car, great team, total group effort, and you know it just goes to show you know, you get get people that that work hard and and enjoy each other together that uh, all want the same goal. It, it's just it's just special. The weekend had an off beginning because you only got a handful of minutes to practice the car. You were able to qualify it and then race it. I know that you want as much practice time as possible. How much did that set you guys back and? And and how much did you have to deviate from that little bit of practice you got and what you had in the race car? I mean, I'm not going to lie; it it totally shook up my outlook on on the event and and what I was expecting to happen. I knew the rain chance was there, but I didn't think it was it was going to take away pretty much all of our practice on on Friday. And I was down in the dumps. I you know our car was fast, but it was driving nowhere near what what I expected and what I was looking for in our race car. So. I was I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm more nervous than I'd, I'd ever been there before with, with, with all that was on the line. But once we got rolling, got in the lead, I mean, our car showed us that it was it was pretty close. And from there, we just uh, worked on it in the first two stages. You know, probably the best thing it, that, that could have happened to us was being down those 10 laps on, on older tires towards competition with pitting at the end of stage one there before it came to a close and running some of those guys back down on, on 10 lap pressure tires at Homestead. I mean, that that did a lot for our confidence in ourselves and our car and our team, and it, and it got us pumped up and it carried us to the victory. It was a, quite a spirited battle you had there uh, at one point in the race with Cole Custer, and I thought you exercised a lot of patience and restraint. You basically sat on that back bumper. You two were running that outside lane pretty well. Were you waiting for a slip? What, what were you waiting for there when you were following Cole as long as you were? Well, I, I was waiting for for that mistake and I quickly realized Cole Custer is is a very disciplined driver you know you watch him in practice all year long at a lot of these very challenging racetracks and he doesn't slip up I uh he's probably the one of the most consistent drivers in the Xfinity garage and, and you know Mike might be this is the exact same way in the cup series so I realized that he's just that kind of guy and he wasn't going to make that slip up he, he wasn't going to allow himself to make that mistake in the lead so I saw the window closing. He was starting to get more comfortable around the top of the racetrack. So I, I said, I have to pass him. I'm going to pass him. And, you know, you can, it, you can look at this a hundred ways. I, I told myself I was going to pass him, but at the same time, I knew the chance I was going to put it in the fence and he passed me right back. And 
uh, it almost happened, but we were able to stay ahead of him. And, um, you know, from there, we were able to control our own destiny a little bit better. And unfortunately, you know, he, he got in the fence, but he was he was applying so much pressure there at the end. It was, uh, was shaping up to be pretty crazy. Chatting with 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Tyler Reddick, back-to-back in the Xfinity Series. Now, once you are celebrated as the champion, you're moving on to the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series or what will be the premier series in NASCAR and you're going to be able to get up there, run with the big boys, and also run with Christopher Bell and Cole Custer, something you've done the last couple of years in this series. What's your offseason going to be like, and what is the optimism like knowing now that you're a Cup Series driver going forward? It's very exciting, and what it's so cool that we get to start uh, our season at, at our at our, at our at racing's biggest stage at Daytona and in the Daytona 500. For me, that's that, that's. That's that's the biggest race, and getting to to make my first Cup start there with Richard, you know, a little less than a year ago was an incredible experience. And you know, unfortunately, we we didn't have it pan out the way we wanted it to. But it's, again, it was a great experience and, and great exposure for for what's now coming next year. You know, that early on uh, a year ago wasn't wasn't planned to be going Cup racing the next year, but it was a good experience. So, I mean, it's just it's just awesome. I'm really thrilled to to be put in that spot and I'm up for the challenge. So, you know, the, the team's making strides. We're working really, really hard. And that, that work's going to continue here in the off season as we prepare for our, our biggest race of the year. Well, speaking of the off season, one of the things that came out of Homestead for you is by you winning the championship. You also earned naming rights to your child. Can you tell our listeners this story and how your successes on Saturday will dictate the name of your new child? Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, uh, you know, my girlfriend Alexa woke up one morning. I'd, I'd already left and, and headed, uh, making the, the hour drive to, to Wolf, North Carolina to, to get started with the day. And she called me and she's like, I don't, I don't know what's come over me, but I want to make a bet with you. And I was kind of confused what to what she meant, but she's like, if you can win this championship, okay, then you can name our son whatever you please. If that's Bo or whatever, it's, it's your decision. But if you lose that championship, I get to pick, and you have to live with it. And uh, honestly, I was all good for it. You know, I, I wanted that extra pressure. There was already a lot on the line. I was already very heavily motivated, and I said, I told her, I'm like, this may have been the best slash worst thing you could have ever done because <laughs> it's going to push me that much further to, to do whatever it takes. And, and it worked. And what will your son's name be now? Oh, it will be Bo. Bo. Bo Reddick. Oh, when is Bo due? Bo Reddick. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's just it's just a, a name that I I would say I, I've been planning for years to for years to come now that that's what my name to be, but I came across it and I'm like it just it just has a ring to it. It just was so fitting for me. You know, my girlfriend Alexa's like, Oh my gosh, you're crazy. She she likes the name but she just can't believe that I was that serious about the name, so she wanted to know how much it really meant to me and how, how far I was really, really willing to go to, to get it. And uh, we have our answer. I was willing to do whatever when is, it When is Bo due, Tyler? Bo is due uh, January 17th. But you know how it is, the, the first child. You don't know when it's going to come. It could come early. Uh, you just don't know how early it will come. So it's, it's just really cool. My birthday is January 11th. We could be seeing Bo come, you know, January 17th. Could be coming it, January 11th. Don't know. So I'm looking forward to it, though. But at least it's outside of the racing season, so you got that working for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> just crazy, man. I mean, it's crazy how fast life changes. You know, I was going into my, my second-ever cup start when me and Alexa 
amongst ourselves. We, we did wait a while to, to tell our friends and family um, a lot longer than I feel like most people would. We were just so, you know, it's a big life-changing moment, and we just wanted to, to take time to, you know, keep it amongst ourselves and, and just get get ready on our own terms before we, we told everybody before we'd really gotten started planning. So, yeah, it was the, the week, the Friday going into the, my, my second cup start at Kansas, I found out, and from there, we run top 10 at Kansas, and we start winning all those races, and the rest is history from there. Well, that's a story, and it's uh, it's a great story that's going to have a happy ending. We'll look forward to to Bo's arrival before we get to Daytona. Enjoy the off season. It's a well-deserved championship for you back-to-back, and now you go off into the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. We appreciate all that you've done for us here on the Motor Racing Network over the course of the year, and we wish you a happy off season, great holidays, and we'll look forward to seeing you in the Daytona 500 coming up in Speed Weeks 2020. Absolutely, guys. It's an absolute blast. It's been a great year, and I hope uh, you guys enjoy the off season. But uh, I'm ready to go, man. Once this baby, once this, once once baby Bo gets here, I'm ready for Daytona, and I'm ready to go. <laughs> there you go. That's Tyler Reddick. He's your 2019 NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. More coming up here on NASCAR Live. It's a 400-mile thrill ride. Look at the 76 on the low side. Four, three, two, one, green, green. In a sport where numbers matter, some are more important than others. We're reducing emissions by 43% with Sunoco Green E15 Biofuel. Thousands of trees have been planted in reforestation efforts, and millions of plastics and cans are recycled every day. See how you can help NASCAR reduce its numbers on the environment by visiting nascar.com slash green today. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty! I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 2019 NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion Matt Crafton will join us next here on the show. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. 2019 is the Motor Racing Network's 50th year, and things are about to get a lot louder. I'm Woody Kane. The NASCAR season is revving its engine, and MRN's two biggest loudspeakers are back. When race spotter Joey Meyer and I bring you the latest news, results, and headlines every Monday on MRN Out Loud. Crank it up. Mondays on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard. This is NASCAR Live. Here they come off turn number four for the final time. Austin Hill brings his truck to the start-finish line. He'll win the Ford EcoBoost 200. Matt Crafton crosses the start-finish line. He is the 2019 NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded Friday night on the Motor Racing Network. Matt 
Crafton finishing second in the Ford EcoBoost 200 and winning the 2019 NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion. Matt, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on becoming a three-time champion in the series. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's, it's pretty still surreal, to be honest. Well, walk us through the race first before we start talking about the year. That was an eventful race, but you were in there and in the mix all night long. Looks like that junior gave you a good truck to work with, and everything worked out well for you there Friday night. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. We, we started off the race, I mean, a little bit off, but at the end of practice, I knew I knew that they were going to have, we were going <laughs> to, they were going to be in trouble because uh, the balance was good. I felt that we, we had it just where it needed to be, so when the sun went down, the thing was going to come right to us, and uh, we made a little bit too much adjustment air pressure-wise just because of rain. We thought it was going to be really loose at the beginning of the race, and it wasn't at all. So the first one, I think we finished first or fifth or in that stage, and then uh, from there on out, just made air pressure adjustments and got the thing just haul in the mail. Chatting with Matt Crafton, your 2019 NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion, junior joining your crew chief, had a big smile on his face before you got started. I know you said you had something to work with in practice, and clearly the crew chief did as well. What did you feel in the truck? For those fans and listeners out there that that have never driven a truck like yours truly, what indicates to you and the crew chief that you got something to work with? Um, Just the balance. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, just snug enough during the day. And and then, like I said earlier, was during the day, this place changes from day to night a lot, just the the handling characteristics of your truck. So we thought we had the, the right balance and, and we nailed it at the end of the day. And, it, yeah, it wasn't quite good enough to, to win the race at that point, but there was no no reason for me to race off until like I, I wanted to, to be totally honest, because uh, I had a lot more to lose as that, the championship racing him and side-by-side side taking a chance of, of racking us both. So at that point, whenever he got next to me and raced me for a few laps, we had like, okay, go ahead, everybody. I, I'm going to sit here and ride and go win the championship and figure it out from there and that's exactly what you did we mentioned you're a three-time champion i'm curious what's it like running the gauntlet through this format you know you got the regular season then you reset then you've got a couple of rounds of eliminations and then you get to this big race where it's the highest finisher take all what's it like being a driver just trying to navigate your way through all this you didn't win a race this year but you did have enough consistency in your truck and in your performance to get you in a position to win the championship? Oh, I mean, we, we beat them at their system. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, it, it was nothing against them. It was just we knew what we had to do. We had the, the issues. We had the, the motor issue at Las Vegas, and then we had an issue in Martinsville, and there was just so many deals that from there on out. We couldn't race. Yeah, we could race to win, but at the end of the day, we had to race to outstage point them. And with the way the stages work, it, it's tough because you have to get stage points every time and try to get max stage points. That's what we did throughout all the races. And sometimes that hurts you because if some people can pit out of sequence and get out of sequence, as we know, track position is so key, and we would lose track position, and we would have a sixth-place finish or eighth-place finish, or, but we had great points throughout the whole race or the the playoff deal just to get us where we were. You've joined some pretty elite company. You're tied with Jack Sprague, and you're one behind Ron Hornaday. Hornaday has four titles to his credit. 
What's it like joining that elite company, drivers that you have raced with a lot in your career? I mean, it's it's awesome feeling, to be honest, and just awesome. To, I, I didn't even know until media day that that Sprague had three. I, I knew that I had what I had, and um, I knew Hornaday had four. And uh, to be able to say I, I'm with Jack Sprague and one step away from Ty and Ron Hornaday, it's pretty darn sweet, without a doubt. And then today, uh, I, I can honestly I always say that I, I've won up to them in the fact that they never won one back-to-back like we did. You're right about that. There are championships were always spread out. Have you had a chance to catch up with either one of those drivers since winning the title on Friday night? Oh, Hornaday, he, he, he was there. He, he was there, and he was celebrating with us and having drinks with us. And we'll, uh, Junior and Ron and I took pictures afterwards, and we were holding our threes, and he's holding his – he's had his four fingers up, and – he looked at us and said, boys, I still got one more. <laughs> and you'll have a shot to go at it again and tie him next year when we go green at Daytona for the 2020 season. I want to give you a moment to brag about your team and brag about your crew and brag about your owners, Duke and Rhonda Thorson. They've been in this series for a long time, and they've invested a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in this thing. They're a great group to drive for, and I would imagine that this team is rock solid here heading into the offseason and trying to get another championship next year. That rock solid, and we'll be back for sure. And at the end of the day, I mean, it's all about Duke and Rhonda and Menards by giving me this opportunity. And I went, I remember the first time I met with Duke at the end of 2000 and told me he was going to build this thing as a business and the little operation that we had back then to see what it is now. And he always told me, if you stay here, we'll, we'll win races, we'll win championships. And those sometimes where I thought the man was crazy because. There was, man, there was some ups and downs through it. But whenever we do win those races, win those championships that we've done, it's that much sweeter to know what we went through. So it can't, I mean, say it enough for Duke and Rhonda and Menards. I mean, they've been with me for so long as well. And, and Junior and every one of these guys that make this truck as good as it is to drive. It's been a pleasure watching you this year, my friend. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing what you got for him in 2020. You've earned a, you've earned a good offseason. You put a lot of work into this, and you're able to walk away with the biggest hardware the series has to offer. We hope you have a great holiday season, spend some time with the family, and we'll look forward to perhaps maybe calling you home to another championship to tie you with Mr. Four-Time, old Ron Hornaday Jr. That would be pretty darn sweet, without a doubt. So really looking forward to 2020, but I'm, I'm just going to shut the brain off and not think about that for a little while and go enjoy what we just did. I hear you, brother. Thank you so much. That's Matt Crafton, your 2019 NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series champion. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty! I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey guys, Corley Joy. Join me and my friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Ma on the Sunday Money Podcast. We talk racing. Listen, a lot's happened. We talk about the race and your spectacular sixth place finish. Yeah, it was fantastic. Daryl, maybe you should start off by telling us why you weren't here last week. And just life. What is the biggest difference this, this week? Because you, you look oh, a little well, more pregnant. Oh, I found out I have a third nipple. 
It's Sunday Money on MRN.com, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. There's our next promo. Kyle Ricky talks with Nicole Krieger of the NASCAR Foundation to discuss the finalists for the Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. For more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been a legendary driving force powering many of the best-known trucks on the road. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies in components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. NASCAR Coast to Coast on MRN.com and Motor Racing Network's Facebook. Join me, Kyle Rickey, and Hannah Newhouse as we talk with the next generation of NASCAR stars and established local and regional racers each Wednesday at 1 Eastern Time. Or subscribe, download, and listen on your favorite podcast provider. NASCAR Coast to Coast. Grassroots NASCAR Racing from the Motor Racing Network. Whelan would like to congratulate Kyle Busch and his number 18 Joe Gibbs Racing Team for the win and the championship at Homestead Miami Speedway. With 58 laps to go, Busch made his final pit stop under green. Kyle Busch is on his way to his pit stall as he creeps down pit road here. Uh, the crew awaiting him to make the turn, and here he is. He slides into his pit stall. Kyle's not reporting a whole lot other than just saying that the car is kind of feeling like it's coming out of the racetrack. It's a little skaty, so they're going to make a four-tire change. Sunoco fuel. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Every year, the NASCAR Foundation gives the Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award to a standout fan who volunteers for children's causes in their communities. This year's finalists were announced just a few weeks ago, and MRN's Kyle Rickey had the opportunity to chat with Nicole Krieger, Executive Director of the NASCAR Foundation, about the award. Talk about some of those that are up for for this uh, award. Well, sure, Kyle. We've got our ninth annual Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award for race fans. And when I say race fans, I mean huge race fans. I think we added up their years of fandom, and it's like 150 years worth of fandom. And they all represent a children's charity that we're honoring um, in the name of our founder, Betty Jane France. How do you find these fans? Well, it's a nomination process, and so we'll have folks from all over the country nominate an individual who is, number one, a race fan, and number two, doing good for a children's charity in their community. And so they nominate someone, and then we pour through all of the applications, so like 100 applications that come in every year, and ultimately we narrow them down to these final four. Over the first nine years, how much growth have you seen in, in interest with this with program? Yeah, it's been big. It's um, amazing when we go out to our race communities and we look for folks who are doing good. And I'm always um, just thrilled with what happens in our local communities. There's so many people who have day jobs. They have families. They have kids. And then, oh, by the way, they are just doing great in their local community to help others. And, you know, that's just something that never ceases to amaze me. Off the top of your head, not to put you on the spot, but do you know the names of the four? 
and the charities that they represent. I do. So we have um, Angela Hamby, who is with us, um, and her charity um, centers around the Down syndrome and runs a camp for children who have Down syndrome. Um, We have Joe Vaughn, and he's with Project Hope Foundation, and his foundation works with children who are autistic. Um, And then we have um, Bob Honick. Bob is out of the Chicagoland area, and he is an artist who creates and runs um, special events for the Ronald McDonald House that's there near Chicagoland. And then um, lastly, we have Todd Smith, who is a police officer out of California, and he works with an organization that he founded called Fuel Fuel for Success. And they bring kids to the racetrack, um, teach them about uh, police officers and, um, you know, just in their community, and they introduce them to our sport and so four really fine individuals and there is a hundred thousand dollar winner but ultimately everybody wins and gets a little something yeah we say that all the time you're all winners just all four of you being here what you're doing makes you a winner in our eyes all four of them are guaranteed twenty five thousand dollars for their charity and ultimately the winner that's decided by public vote um, will get a hundred thousand dollars for their charity which can go a really long way in helping kids let's talk about that public vote where the public can go to learn more about these charities and and how they can place their vote. Sure. So I really encourage everyone go to nascarfoundation.org slash award. There's four videos, one for each finalist. I mean, they will tug at your heartstrings. They'll make you cry. Um, Watch the videos, decide who's your favorite, and then you can vote once a day, every day until uh, December the 3rd. And we're the only surprise at the banquet in Nashville, believe it or not. Um, That will be the big surprise for the night because we'll find out who the winner is. Thank you for stopping in and uh, have fun in Nashville. Yes, thanks, Kyle. That was Kyle Rickey and Nicole Krieger, Executive Director of the NASCAR Foundation. Voting for the 2019 Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award is open until December 3rd at nascarfoundation.org forward slash award. You can read information about the finalists and their contributions before making your pick as well. The winner will be announced in Nashville December 5th at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series Awards. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. 5-Hour Energy. Energy for hunkering down. Although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Well said. Get right to the point with HomeQuote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. We've got highlights of NASCAR President Steve Phelps' State of the Sport Address next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. When you're on the go, missing the side-by-side action at the racetrack isn't a problem. Here comes Logano on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Motor Racing Network brings the NASCAR race to you, wherever you are. 
so you don't miss one lap of the excitement. Denny Hamlin has won the 61st edition of the Daytona 500. You are the man, D.H. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You won the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Motor Racing Network presents Building Toward a Championship, presented by Procore. Kyle Busch didn't have the fastest car all day, but the team pulled together on the second half of the race to win the Cup Series Championship. When the lights came on, our car came to life. I think the 19 was really fast, too. If it would have been a straight-up race, I don't know, there at the end. But, man, we he, started, he restarted fourth on that restart, and we drove away. So, I, I don't know. I, I think we earned this one. Building Toward a Championship is presented by Procore. Whether you're a GC, a specialty contractor, or an owner, Procore's construction management software is built to help your team stay on budget, on schedule, and in control. No matter what you're building, Procore can help you finish ahead of the competition. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. At the end of every season, there's a state of the sport address where NASCAR's president goes over the season and what to expect for next season. This year, Steve Phelps delivered the state of the sport address, and he had some very good and interesting points to make. NASCAR's ratings were up this past year, and Steve Phelps believes that's a result from the competition on the track being better. Our competition right now in the intermediate tracks and the, and the super speedways, I believe is the best racing we've ever seen. I'll start with myself as a fan. I love watching the type of racing that we are going to, that we are going to see. Do I think that we need to work with our industry, Goodyear, our race teams, uh, our OEM partners to improve what we're seeing on the short tracks? I do. And we're going to do that in the offseason for sure. The results from the competition side are working from a consumption standpoint. So if you look at the fans and what the fans are doing and how they're responding to it, our ratings are up 4% this year. All of sports is down 9%. We're plus 4. Importantly, our share is plus 9. So there are fewer people who are watching television, fewer people watching television overall. So when they were watching, not only do they watch more NASCAR from a rating standpoint, but when they were tuned in, they were watching more NASCAR. We were taking share from someone else, which is important. On the subject of improving the racing at short tracks, where the rules package didn't perform as well as it did on the intermediate and super speedway tracks, Steve Phelps says there are steps the engineers can take. We're going to work with our teams in order to figure out how we do that, uh, work with their OEMs to figure out how we do that. There are some levers that we can pull. Um, everyone knows I'm not an engineer. I'm not going to play one now. Um, but, you know, I am, I am confident, having spoken to people who are far smarter than I am in this space, that there are things that we can do. So, uh, and, and our, te- our teams are, um, are excited about trying to partner with us to figure out what that looks like. Phelps did hint at a new sponsorship model for coming seasons, different from what Monster Energy has done for the last three years. I think Monster has been a phenomenal partner for us. Um, They've had significant success with their sponsorship and their entitlement. Um, But we have moved to a different model. Um, I'm not going to get into what the announcement is, but we will have some announcements in Nashville around that new sponsorship model that we're super excited about. 
A new cup car is coming in 2021, and there are many changes NASCAR is working on for that release, looking at making it more of a stock car again and possibly a cost cap for teams in the future. One of the reasons why, kind of three reasons to go to this this new uh, new car. One is to have take what is great racing and will be great racing in 2020 to create better racing. Um, and I think this new car will do that, uh, this next-gen car. Um, another component certainly is around uh, relevance. So our OEM partners who are here looking at the showroom car uh, or the street car versus what our race car will look like, it, it's going to be extraordinary. And we are going to put the stock back in stock car. Um, and then the last component of that is is to try to make sure that the costs associated with the car are not such that... Um, you know, they just continue to escalate and iterate on that car. Um, and so uh, whether we are going to have a, a cost cap moving forward, I don't know. Um, it is not an easy thing to do. Um, we want to make sure that we have competitive racing. And we want when the race starts, we want as many folks and, and drivers to win that race as they can. Um, so lots of work to do on, on what we would do, uh, whether we would have a cost cap or not. Um, but it is something that we continue to work with our race teams on to make sure that we are having competitive race teams and race teams that, um, you know, that are profitable. There have been a lot of questions about what the new car will look like, sound like. Steve Phelps said to expect some sort of a hybrid. For a new engine, that engine will have some type of electrification, some hybrid that will be part of it. I don't believe we're going to have an OEM. In fact, I know it for a fact. We will not have a new OEM unless we change our engine. This engine's going to sound significantly the same as whatever the current engine is. So when I have a bunch of electric cars going around, that's not what this is about. It's about having a relevant engine to our our OE partners, uh, both the, the existing Ford, Chevy, and Toyota, as well as whoever the new OEs that we're looking at. Some form of hybrid, some form of electrification is going to be required. Whether it's stored engine or whatever that might be is, is down the line. Um, but you know, ideally, creating a single engine package as opposed to taking an engine and, and kind of choking, choking the horsepower down uh, is something that we, I believe we'll ultimately get to. There are lots of other topics discussed, but the future looks bright for NASCAR. Coming up, we've got the best of MRN Presents 50 Years, the Voice of NASCAR podcast, and some NASCAR history. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. Wallace spins. Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live. 
Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. So happy you've joined us this week. For the past nine weeks, we've been promoting MRN Presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. As all of us here at the Motor Racing Network are celebrating 50 years of covering the sport, you can now binge all 10 episodes. But in case you haven't heard every episode or missed out on listening to this point, here are some of the highlights of the whole series. We saw visions of making it more than just a... uh a local-run uh, broadcast, and uh, so Bill did give the go-ahead, and and it started from there. The Motor Racing Network presents the 12th annual Daytona 500-miler. Ken was a, a master at broadcasting, no question about it, and he had, had done it uh, for a long time in radio in various ways, and, of course, public address the system, uh, like Barney, that helped a lot. Barney Hall was the voice you most wanted to hear on Sunday afternoon. It was comforting. It was level-headed. Occasionally, there'd be a joke or two. But mostly, it was matter-of-fact and really laid out not just what was happening, but a great sense of why and who the personalities in the sport were. Uh, Barney is a legend. Uh, you know, there's, there's, his, his voice is so distinct, and, you know, he's, he's so witty and and knowledgeable and just fun to listen to you know when you think of the people on this broadcast team each person is so unique uh whether we're talking about the Bagman or the postman or moody or winston or alex uh everybody has their own unique personality uh and it's that's i think that's one reason why it makes it so fun to be around them because you just never know what is going to happen next Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. He's coming down toward the finish line. Will he make it? He's still moving. The car stops 300, 400 feet shy of the finish line. Pearson is still running. And you're getting this picture like, oh, my God, are they going to make it to the finish line? They're not going to make it. Tony Stewart would constantly, because he got it. He knew we were live, and he knew there was nothing in the world we could do about it because we were live. Um, he would walk up to you and, and turn your radio on your belt a different channel without you knowing it. So you think something went totally wrong with your equipment while you're in the middle of talking. So you stop talking. It throws the broadcast out of whack, and he'd start laughing. Then you reach down because you knew he did something. I think the strength of the Motor Racing Network is emotion. I think it's excitement. And when you translate your enthusiasm to the listening fan, I think that's the secret to success because the fan wants to get excited too that was mrn presents 50 years the voice of nascar listen to all 10 episodes now wherever you find your podcasts all right everybody here it is one more time it's time for nascar history with our Susie armstrong thanks mike this week we slip on our bell bottoms and boogie back to 1976 The Steve Miller Band shuns the disco craze and flies like an eagle on the U.S. charts with Rockin' Me. Georgia Governor and peanut farmer Jimmy Carter wins the popular and electoral votes, displacing Gerald Ford as the 39th U.S. president. Howard Cosell hosts the Battle of the Network Stars on ABC, pitting celebrities from the three major networks in a variety of games. And it was all David Pearson's game at the Ontario Motor Speedway as the Silver Fox dominated the field by a full lap in the L.A. Times 500. Keep on rocking me, 
David Pearson wins it. Pearson brings it home. Pond in second. Here they come for third at the line. It's Benny Parsons on the 72 by less than a car length for third position. 1982, Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warrens ascended number one with the hit Up Where We Belong. The Vietnam Veterans Memorial opened to the public in Washington, D.C., honoring the fallen soldiers of the two-decade-long conflict. Johnson & Johnson yanks 31 million bottles of Tylenol off the shelves after a product tampering scare, replacing the easy open containers with triple safety sealed tamper-resistant packaging. And Tim Richmond could not be tampered with, leading 92 of 119 laps for the win in the Winston Western 500 at Riverside International Raceway. Traffic just ahead. Richmond eases off the number nine corner low, swings the car out high toward the wall, cuts back across the raceway to take the checkered flag from Harold Kinder. And over the wave to the crowd of the start finish line, Tim Richmond has won the Winston Western 500. 2004, Kenny Chesney claimed Artist of the Year at the 32nd Annual American Music Awards. Palestinian leader Yasser Arafat passed away after falling ill from a mysterious sickness. Pixar's The Incredibles was a phenomenal hit, breaking box office records across the country. And Roush Fenway Racing's Greg Biffle claimed the win, while teammate Kurt Busch secured the championship in the Ford 400 at Homestead Miami Speedway. Greg Biffle all by himself up front. Leaders are single file, nose to tail. Kurt Busch not being pressured. Here's Biffle coming into the corner. Greg Biffle all by himself. Biffle's going to win the battle, and Busch will win the war. Greg Biffle coming off turn four, down on the start-finish line. He's been the strongest man all day. He'll win the season-ending Ford 400 in a Ford. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. We'd like to thank Tyler Reddick for joining us. Also, Matt Crafton, NASCAR President Steve Phelps, and Nicole Krieger of the NASCAR Foundation. On behalf of the entire MRN crew, I'm Mike Peck. Thank you so much for joining us as well, and we'll chat with you next week right here on NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires, right on our string. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell-bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down.